This is the Nick Fit Studios podcast, and I am your host, Jack Ryan. Today, I'm joined by Ian Foster, our head coach in our Greystone site at Nick Fit Studios. I'm excited to talk to Ian about everything training related, strength training, resistance training, the health benefits, the performance benefits. Ian is an expert in the true sense of the word. He has a vast education and a vast amount of experience in this arena. I'm excited to talk to him. I hope you enjoy this three-part series with head coach Ian. Welcome back to the Nick Fit Studios podcast, Training 101. I'm here with head coach of our Greystone site, Ian Foster. How's it going, everybody? So Ian is our head coach in the Greystone site. We have two gyms at Nick Fit, as you well know. Ian has been on the podcast before. For any uh, for any uh, podcast devotees who've been here since day one, they would have heard Ian. He's vegan. He gave some really good information on being a, a vegan and the kind of lifestyle around that. And uh, but here he's to talk about something a little bit more, a little bit more meaty, so to speak. Do you like that one? <laughs> that it's was good. That was very clever. <laughs> it's going to be training. So Ian is a extremely well educated individual. He has a bachelor's uh, degree in strength and conditioning. He has a background in weightlifting, uh, has run a weightlifting club. He's been a weightlifting coach, worked in some CrossFit gyms as well. He's someone who uh, ex- has an extensive background in the fitness industry. So he is the best man for the job to come in today and give you all the lowdown on strength training, what it is, what resistance training is, what it can do for you as, a, uh, as an athlete and just as a human being. So welcome in. And uh, I just want to get straight into this. What is resistance training and what is the purpose of strength training? Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually a good question because I suppose, you know, we don't really talk about it that much or actually go into what it is. It's something that I think I know myself and maybe you found this as well, but you get to a point where I mean, we were talking about this at a staff meeting the other day, how we all sort of start forgetting the, the stuff that we didn't know. Like you kind of take for granted, like, oh, I know what resistance training is and because I know it, surely everyone else who is as smart or smarter than me already knows what it is. But yeah, there's there's a bit more to it, I suppose. There's a little bit to it. So resistance training, for those who don't know, is kind of what it says on the tin. It's training with resistance or I suppose training with resistance beyond that, what you would find in like your everyday daily living. That can be found through your own body weight or through like some external external objects, like typically what we see in the gym, like barbells and dumbbells, but even anything like I see, I see people um, on my Instagram. I follow a a couple of people who are really into like their trail running and outdoor stuff. And they'll do resistance training with like logs and stones that they find. And that works perfectly well because the goal when you resistance train is to ask your body to produce force beyond what it's normally doing. So like when we, when you're chopping veg, you're producing force, right? Like those are movements where you actually have to move your muscles, produce force. But because that is so small compared to what you can do, it's not really going to, your body doesn't feel the need to change anything. It's, it's very comfortable in that activity. Whereas if say you're working on pushups and you can do like 10 pushups in one go, at your best and you do like maybe six to eight push-ups, they'll say that's close enough to that top range where your body's kind of like, Ooh, that was, that was pretty tough. Whoa, we better, we better make sure we're ready to do that again. Who knows if that's going to come up and that's kind of resistance training. The purpose is to teach your body to produce force 
beyond what it's used to doing, which will further your ceiling for producing force. And that has a whole host of potential benefits. The ability to produce force in a variety of directions is actually really important and has huge payoffs for your quality of life. I think that's it's a huge part of having a good quality of life is being able to be strong effectively. You're essentially placing a force or an object on your body to force an adaption. So you're like you, you briefly touched on it there, like you're you're giving your body the stimulus to be like, OK, that's just happened. If I ever need to do that again, your body adapts. And that's how the, pro- the pro- process of increasing your strength mm-hmm. comes about because it needs to actually be ready for potentially more. So is that kind of how those adaptions come about? Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. You know, I mean, you know yourself, you're also like... For anyone who wasn't aware, Jack is also the head coach back in HQ in Kilkool. So this is a man who knows exactly what he's talking about. Very well-designed questions. But yeah, that's 100% what it is. You're trying to prepare your body to produce more force. And we do that by training to produce force or practicing producing force the same way. If you want to get better uh, playing guitar, you have to practice playing the guitar. Or you want to get better at cooking you need to practice making some meals you know if you want to be better at you know driving your leg through the floor because you might be running you might be jumping you might be stopping yourself from falling very important those little things we maybe don't think about as much you need to get good at pushing your leg through the floor and you do that by challenging that motion with some extra resistance it could be with some weights it could be with just body weight if it's something that you're not super trained in then that ceiling or that amount of force you need to promote that adaptation will move. It's individual depending on the person. Yeah, so that's a, that's a very, uh, obviously a very clear definition. And then you very briefly touched on it in the, in the first question, the health benefits of resistance training. So it's very interesting you hear you talk about like you might improve your running or your jumping or your landing or just your general strength, but just as a general rule for your health, what can resistance training do for the average person? Well, there's, I mean, there's so much. I think one thing that stuck with me when I went through college, um, one of my lecturers, uh, described, he described strength as the fun, the fundamental biomotor ability. Now that's, uh, that, that is a little bit jargony, but how I will put that in layman's terms is strength underpins literally everything else. It's the one thing where if you get better at strength, literally every other physical activity gets improved as a knock-on effect. Like that's how important it is, especially if you don't have a lot of strength. If you get even just a little bit stronger, it improves literally every other physical part of your life. So that's huge. But then on top of that, there's I found massive psychological benefits to strength training, huge for people's self-esteem and confidence when they feel capable in their own body. Even little things like as you get stronger and let's say you improve your balance, you know, you feel, you just feel more stable. You feel more solid. And that's a huge thing. And then you can also take joy and pride in accomplishments that you achieve physically, you know, so being able to just do something like go back to the pushups example, you can now do pushups maybe when you couldn't. That's a massive thing. That's a massive improvement in what you are physically capable of. And that gives you a sense of pride, a sense of accomplishment. And that's a great thing for anyone psychologically. And then other health benefits go as far as, you know, you're stimulating 
more energy expenditure. I know we did the nutrition series with Katie on the podcast quite recently, Coach Katie, and that was that's again we talk about the importance of energy balance. You want to have good energy expenditure. If you strength train, the actual act of strength training is going to expend some energy. That's going to keep you in good shape and all the knock-on health benefits of that for your heart and your lungs and all your organs just being in good shape. But by promoting a little bit of muscle growth, and we're not talking about getting super bulky. I'm not talking about turning into Mr. Olympia here, but just that little bit of extra lean muscle is going to push your metabolic rate a little bit higher. And so that basically means that when you're just living, you burn more calories with your existence, basically by having a little bit extra muscle. So that can help you to maintain a healthier body weight by having that little bit of extra lean muscle. Yeah, so that muscle ends up working for you even when you're asleep in bed or just walking around the house. It's 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 hungry, it needs fuel. So you can up your calories, you can be a little bit more loose loose with your diet. And as, as you say, like I, I do want to delve back into the psychological benefits of resistance training because it's very interesting what you say. It's something that you and I have no doubt felt uh, the benefits of, and I know producer Danielle as well. It's it the physical side of things is huge, but it's that that impact it can have on you as a person. Like you say, just the way you might it's we take these things for granted, but the way you might hop out of a chair, the way you might like find a walk extremely easy because it, like you say, the strength underpins everything. Can you talk about that a little bit more just from someone who may have never lifted weights before when they come to a gym like Nikafit and they start lifting weights? What are the kind of like general health benefits that you're going to see like like in that in that in that specific example of feeling stronger on a daily basis yeah that's a it's a good question actually and it's definitely it merits a lot of discussion uh, it's something that so i won't say always gets overlooked but sometimes gets a little bit overlooked so let's say if i were to map out a journey and i'll even kind of use myself and my sort of mental journey with training so where you start out and a huge portion of people start out is training very specifically for body composition. Now I started lifting weights and I was I didn't take it very seriously, but I was lifting weights when I was maybe 14 years old and I just wanted to I just wanted to be a little bit bigger and stronger. One because I was quite I was still quite interested in rugby at the time, but also there was definitely a part of me that wanted to be in great shape. We have these um all these new role models in sport and through media that we see this pressure to be in great shape and it affects us all. You know, it's really tough to deal with. And training was where I turned to, to try and get into great shape. And as you start training, you do, you get into better shape and that feels good. Uh, But as you train with that, what happens is you're still in a very comparison based mindset and comparison is the thief of joy. I I mean, I think that's the saying anyway, but it still holds true Mm -hmm. that if you're always comparing yourself to other people there's always someone who's further along there's someone who's more experienced or is doing it longer or is maybe just a little bit more gifted you know there's so many ways in which our bodies are suited to different types of training and different even different exercises and that's a whole other conversation but it's really that can really mess with your head and it doesn't and it's not a healthy mindset but at least you're still training and then what happens is as you start training You've bit, you've kind of gone past those newbie gains, so that newbie gains is quite a blissful period where you can basically do anything and you'll get stronger. Like that's great, but unfortunately that won't last forever, and then you're going to need a little bit more structure. 
So you start implementing structure, you start learning about strength training. And then that you have that structure, your means of measuring progression, unless you're going to be like taking tape body part measures, which a lot of us don't really want to do. It's a little invasive. So we go, okay, am I getting stronger? I mean, surely if I'm getting stronger in my bench press, then I'm getting like a bigger chest and that's, and that looks better. It won't, I'll throw like a little bit of cold water there. It doesn't necessarily work that way, but that was where my head was at at the time. So I'm going through that. I'm training, but now I'm focusing on, I mean, capability. I'm measuring what my body can do. And once you start connecting to that, that's kind of is the beginning of a change. It's a very important junction in your journey. Now, there's nothing wrong with staying entirely on the body composition route. I don't want to knock anyone who does that. It takes a lot of discipline, a lot of grit and a lot of will to be in really, really, really like high level physique athlete type shape. And that's where that junction will start to take you. If you go down that road again, absolutely fine. I'd never knock anyone for trying it. Like, and in fact, fair play to them. But let's say you're following my path uh, because a lot of people do. And you start looking at strength and what you can physically do. Now you're starting to forget it, not forget about, but you're I'm far less concerned with, what do I look like? And I'm far more concerned with how do I optimize my performance? And now you're in that performance-based mindset and you keep following that path and eventually you're doing it so long, you just, it's sort of this magical moment where when I look back, I couldn't pinpoint the moment I stopped caring what other people can do compared to what I can do, but it just happened. You just follow performance the whole way and then you get to this great period where for the past little, for past like, over a year or more, but probably maybe like a year, year and a half. I'm just, it doesn't really matter what anyone else can do because let's say, I'll take you yourself, Jack. Like I could be really worried about, oh man, like Jack can deadlift so much more than me. Like, oh, why can't I? I get so hung up on why can't I deadlift that much? But when you realize that, like you say deadlifting an extra like 30, 40 kilos on me, didn't change gravity like gravity didn't get heavier for me because you could do that like it's it's just that's not how life works so you succeeding or anyone else succeeding has nothing to do with my own success and that's such a great thing about strength training it teaches you over time and hopefully if you've got good coaches you know wink wink shout out nikovic studios that you know it will teach you that the journey is entirely your own you know, it's so individual and you're on your own path and you just get to a point where you're just doing it for you. It's all, it's an investment in you and in yourself and it will just get you into a really good place where you're just happy and proud with the progress you've made and where you are and just excited to see where it goes. I love that line. The journey is entirely your own. I couldn't agree more. Like I was nodding my head that whole time. It's it's something that I guess if we could bring it back to extrin- extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation, the motivation at the beginning is very extrinsic. You're looking at someone else. You're looking at the ideal shape for a man or a woman or whatever it is you want to be. And you slowly move along that spectrum to the point where the journey is your own. What you're doing, it's completely intrinsic. It comes from within you. What I do, what I can do or what someone else can do becomes irrelevant. And that's that's that empowering feeling that I, I think you've described so well there. And anyone who's been invested in strength training or any form of resistance training for years on end knows that feeling. And it is a, such an empowering thing. And I think you spoke extremely well there. So when we're looking at we, we've had uh, Coach Brian on the podcast before talking about uh, uh, younger people and children getting into resistance training and then 
you and I and producer Danielle would fall into the category of, you know, mid 20s, 30s, kind of, you know, right in the kind of almost prime when it comes to strength training. If someone's a little bit older or maybe they've not been introduced to strength training early in their life, like you mentioned at the age of 14, I was 18 or 19. Is it too late for them? Is strength training something that's for younger people? Uh, it's There's never a perfect time to strength train. You know, strength training is absolutely for everybody. And it comes, I think the first thing I would say to that is if we go back to what we first talked about with resistance training, it like, it looks a little bit different for everybody, you know, so someone who's in, who's been training for a while in their mid twenties, you know, how they strength train might be very different to someone who's in their sixties, who's going to start for the first time, you know, because it comes back to, you're just doing a little bit more than you normally would. So, you know, you might just be moving. That could even just be as simple as your quote-unquote producing force through a, like a bigger range of motion than you ever have before you know let's look at a squat like if you just did bodyweight squats you're not used to squatting that far like your knees and your hips flexing into that position and maintaining that maintaining that position without the support of a chair or something that's all you that's more than you're used to doing that's going to produce the adaptation like that's and that's great so strength training is absolutely for anyone at any age you know i just and I, it would be great to see more people who are without, like I won't give any age ranges or anything, but people who are sedent- sedentary and elderly, like especially in that population, because there's such a huge benefit to strength training. If I go back to maybe like a scary statistic here, like most people, if we think about falls and hip breaks in elderly people. And if you fall and break your hip, now, I'm not sure if my numbers are entirely still up to date, but the last I saw this way back in college, it was like 25% of people who fall and break a hip will die within a year. And that's a terrifying thing. The fact that just falling over, like that was all it was. That was all it took because there's such a host of health complications with a broken hip Then it can get so nasty after a broken hip. So if we look at you know, different types of strength. If you were stronger, then let's say you stumble. If you just, you're able then, you just stick your foot out, boom, plant your leg and you're like, whoa, regain your balance. Oh, that was a little bit funny. And off you go. Kind of the way we do now. And you take that for granted. But, you know, giving someone who's a little bit older that confidence that they can catch themselves or even just the extra bone density and resilience that if they hit the ground, nothing's going to break. They're just going to hit the floor and be like, oh, that was kind of sore and a little embarrassing. And they can even have the mobility and strength to just pick themselves up off the floor by themselves and off they go with their day. You know, those little things we take for granted that as we get older become so important for, again, quality of life, you know, not just the length of it, the quality of it. Strength training is huge for. So if there's anyone who does listen to this, who's a little bit older and has that concern, even younger, you could be in, someone could be in their thirties, forties, any age, twenties, and be like, oh, I don't know, is it is it for me? You know, is X, Y, or Z going to prevent me from doing it? Like, absolutely not. There's countless means and countless benefits to strength training. So jump in and get involved and you'll be happy you did. Yeah, again, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And a, a very uh, apt example in my own life is, is, is my dad joined the gym about this time last year for the first time in his life. I don't think he would mind me saying what age he was. He was 72 when he joined the gym. Uh, he's about to be turned 74 in six days' time. 
and he is at the at the best shape I've ever seen of him in 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 my lifetime. Um, he's leaner and stronger than ever. And he actually sent me his first first ever WhatsApp message I've received from Jonathan Ryan was this morning, and <laughs> it was him talking about the workout that he's done. And it was a workout that you Ian actually did for him. Um, it would have been probably in the original lockdown. Um, and I've tweaked it a little bit because he is stronger and fitter now. And quite considerably so, uh, thanks to the program you gave him, and and he's been really diligently working on that in the background, and just to see how it's changed his outlook on life. And I've told him, you know, this is no doubt increasing your life expectancy. Expectancy. I mean, it's a morbid conversation, but it's true. And um, he started lifting weights when he was 72. You know, and it's. Uh, I mean, talk about thinking it might be too late. That once you're in your 70s, you might be forgiven for thinking that. But I think that's a great example, and uh, and you explain it so well. I think what I've taken away from this and what the listeners will be taking away as well is strength training is for everyone. It has a, a plethora of benefits from, you know, sporting performance all the way through to, you know, getting up off the floor, getting up out of a chair if you're a little bit older or, or, or anyone in your life, especially if you've come from a big injury or maybe you've fallen out of a sport and you don't know uh, what your direction is. So thank you very much, Ian, for, uh, for speaking so clearly with such expertise. This is part one of, it's going to be a three-part series with Coach Ian talking about different aspects of strength training. We'll be getting into a little bit more of the nitty-gritty when it comes to fat loss, weight loss, and then also into program design and the different modalities in, uh, in, in training. So thank you so much, Ian. No problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. A great conversation as always. I agree.